Welcome to another edition of the Bible in the News. This is Jonathan Bowen joining you. The sea and the waves continue to roar, and men's hearts are failing them for fear as we draw ever nearer to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are encouraged and exhorted by the words of the Apostle Paul not to be in darkness, that that day should overtake us as a thief. We are told to be the children of light, the children of the day, not of the night nor of the darkness. Let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 4 to 5. So let us look at the events that are heralding the Lord's thief-like coming. We begin in the Middle East, where the Gaza war continues to rage. This week, Osama bin Laden waged in on the rhetoric, releasing an audio tape. In the speech, bin Laden stated, Our brothers in Palestine, you have suffered a lot. The Muslims sympathize with you in what they see and hear. We, the Mujahideen, sympathize with you also. We are with you and will not let you down. Our fate is tied to yours in fighting the Crusader Zionist coalition, in fighting until victory or martyrdom. The tape goes on to say that there is only one strong way to bring the return of Al-Aqsa and Palestine, and that is jihad in the path of God. Only the future can tell what bin Laden's call for holy war will bring. However, it is not the extremist Muslims that pose the greatest threat. As this crisis continues, the true colors of politicians are beginning to show. The United Nations passed UN Resolution 1860 to bring an end to the situation in the Middle East. Ban Ki-moon, Secretary General of the United Nations, stated the following. Distinguished members of the Council, distinguished foreign ministers of Arab countries, excellencies, ladies and gentlemen, for the past two weeks, People around the world have observed with grief and horror the escalating violence and suffering in Gaza and southern Israel and have looked to the United Nations to put an end to the fighting. I'm heartened and relieved at the adoption by the Council today of a resolution to bring an end to this tragic situation. Your decision signals the will of the international community. It must be fully respected by all parties to this conflict. The resolution calls for an immediate and durable ceasefire in and from Gaza. It is interesting to note that Ban Ki-moon specifically addresses the Arab ministers with no acknowledgement of Israel. What is of greater significance is the United Nations positioning itself to impose its will on Israel. Where have the outcries been when rockets hailed down on Israel of the past several years? Well, the Bible specifically talks about the mindset of the international community at the time of the end. In Joel 3, we are told, In those days and in that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and will plead with them there for my people Israel. We continue to read in verse 11, Assemble yourselves, and come, all ye heathen, or nations, and gather yourselves together. We also read in Zechariah 14, verse 2, I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. So we are to see all nations united in war against and around the nation of Israel. 
The agent that will gather these nations is described in Revelation 16, verse 14, as the frog spirits, which are spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and the whole world, to gather them together to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. These frog spirits are the spirits of democracy and human rights. They are discussed in detail in volume 11, issue number 2 of the Bible magazine. It is under the frog spirit banner of human rights that the United Nations has made this resolution, which states in point 8, The Security Council calls for renewed and urgent efforts by the parties and international community to achieve a comprehensive peace based on a vision where two democratic states, Israel and Palestine, live side by side in peace with secure and recognized borders, as envisaged in Security Council Resolution 1850, made in 2008, and recalls also the importance of the Arab Peace Initiative. The resolution calls for a meeting in 2009 in, of all places, Moscow. This week, too, the United Nations Human Rights Council made a resolution stating that the United Nations, recognizing that the massive ongoing Israeli military operation in the occupied Palestinian territory, particularly in the Gaza Strip, caused grave violations of the human rights of the Palestinian civilians therein, exacerbated the severe humanitarian crisis in the occupied Palestinian territory, and undermined international efforts towards achieving a just and lasting peace in the region. The Human Rights Resolution states that the UN strongly condemns the ongoing Israeli military operation, Number two, calls for the immediate cessation of Israeli military attacks throughout the Palestinian occupied territory. Number three, demands the occupying power, Israel, to immediately withdraw its military forces from the occupied Gaza Strip. Number four, calls upon the occupying power, Israel, to end its occupation to all Palestinian lands occupied since 1967 and to respect its commitment with peace processes towards the establishment of the independent sovereign Palestinian state with East Jerusalem as its capital, living in peace and security with its neighbors. Number seven, calls upon the international community to support the current initiative, aiming at putting an immediate end to the current military aggression in Gaza. Number eight, calls for the urgent international action to put an immediate end to grave violations committed by the occupying, po occupying power Israel in the occupied Palestinian territory, particularly in the occupied Gaza Strip. Number nine calls for immediate international protection of the Palestinian people in the occupied Palestinian territory in compliance with international human rights law and international humanitarian law. This is tantamount to asking for military intervention in Gaza. The commission is basically charging Israel with war crimes. Russia voted for this. The only nation to vote against it was actually Canada. Britain abstained along with others, and the U.S. is not part of the U.N. Human Rights Commission. A United Nations radio reporter had the following to say. A special expert on the situation of human rights on the occupied Palestinian territories, in a statement Tuesday, the expert Richard Falk says Israel still maintains its siege on Gaza, allowing only barely enough food and fuel to enter to stave off mass famine and disease. He says such a policy of collective punishment initiated by Israel to punish Gazans for political developments within the Gaza Strip 
constitutes a continuing flagrant and massive violation of international humanitarian law as laid down in the Fourth Geneva Convention. Fox calls for protective action to be taken immediately to offset the persisting and wide-ranging violations of the fundamental human right to life in view of the emergency situation that is producing a humanitarian catastrophe that is unfolding day by day. He says, however difficult politically, it is time to act. And he suggests it would seem mandatory for the International Criminal Court to investigate the situation and determine whether the Israeli civilian leaders and military commanders responsible for the Gaza siege should be indicted and prosecuted for violations of international criminal law. What we also see in the news this week are the Vatican's moves to vilify Israel. One of the Pope's top aides, Cardinal Renato Martino, claimed that Gaza was a big concentration camp. This Catholic rhetoric is being echoed around the world by politicians and journalists.